Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Uh, blessings, everyone. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. Uh, again, I ask you, just, you know, spread the so the news and information about this time together, okay? Uh, let folks know about it. Uh, we have folks joining us every day for the first time. I usually encourage people to go all the way back to the beginning. Uh, you know, it's really amazing how things have gone here. I think uh, this is our 254th episode together. Uh, but, you know, they're all short, so you can go back to the beginning and sort of listen and over a period of time catch up. Uh, there, there are topical things we've looked at, et cetera, et cetera. What we've been looking at right now of late is out of First Peter. And we're in chapter 4 right now. In the last episode, uh, we saw that Peter was reaching a conclusion here. He said, therefore, since Christ has suffered in the flesh, that we need to arm ourselves with the same purposes, realizing that those who have suffered in the flesh have ceased from sin. And you can imagine there's all sorts of uh, misinterpretation of that type of thing. Well, what he means, he explained in verse 2, so as to live the rest of the time in the flesh, no longer for the lust of men, but for the will of God. So when you're saved, you have the ability and the power through the Holy Spirit to determine, you know, I'm not going to do those fleshly things anymore. I'm going to put to death the flesh is how Paul describes it another way. doesn't mean you're going to kill yourself physically. It means that you're going to push, put to death the desires of the flesh which are sinful. Okay? And he says that's what you need to do. We're no longer to pursue the lust of the flesh, but... We are to live in these bodies. I didn't emphasize this enough, I, I, don't, I don't think, in the last episode. That we're to live in these bodies for the will of God. Okay, For the will of God. While we're in these bodies, instead of pursuing the lust of man and manifesting that in our bodies, that we pursue the will of God. And our very existence for the balance of time that we, we have remaining here is to the praise and the honor and glory of God. And then he says, you know, the time is sufficient for all the stuff that you've done before. All the, uh, the desires of the Gentiles was the big way that he described it. Uh, sensuality, lust, drunkenness, carousing, drinking parties, abom abominable idolatries, things like that. Then he says this in verse 4 of 1 Peter chapter 4. In all this, they are surprised that you do not run with them in the same excesses of dissipation. And they malign you. And he says what happens is here, yeah, your buddies that you used to <laughs> run around with and do these kind of things, they're surprised that you don't do that anymore. And, and the New American Standard actually uses that phrase. They are surprised that you do not run with them in the same excesses of dissipation. Okay, the same excesses of what you used to. Uh, for instance, uh, drunkenness is a good excess, okay? Drunkenness, we're told... Throughout the scripture, not to be drunk. Okay, we're also told throughout the scripture not to be a glutton. But to to live, you have to do what? You have to eat and drink. But you don't eat and drink to where it starts. Uh, you start losing your faculties related to that. Well, these folks are amazed, and your for, your friends in the former life are amazed that you don't run with them anymore in this, and that you don't do this kind of stuff. So what do they do? They malign you. They malign you. Well, what does maligning mean? They speak against you. 
they say things about you. Paul wrote first and second, particularly second Corinthians related to that whole thing because there were people that were speaking against him because of what they were receiving from, from false teachers that looked so good. Here, they're just maligning you. They're uh, making fun of you, all this kind of stuff, because your life has been changed. But then Peter says this. Let me read verse 4 again. In all this, they are surprised that you do not run with them into the same excesses of dissipation. And they malign you, but they will give an account to him who is ready to judge the living and the dead. Uh, well, there we go. <laughs> Peter's saying, yeah, this is going to happen to you. This is going to be part of the suffering in the flesh. You're going to have people that will malign you. But you know what? They're going to give an account to him. They're going to give account to the one who is, I like this, ready to judge the living and the dead. It's not like the Lord is having to check his calendar and say, well, I got, I got to work on that judgment a little more. You know, I got to figure out how I want to do this, do that. No, no, no. He's totally ready now. He was actually ready for the foundations of the earth, but that's another issue, right? Who is ready to judge the living and the dead. And so he's saying this, just leave it with God. Leave it with God. When they malign you, when they make fun of you, when they say these things because you refuse to uh, participate with them in the sins in which they're doing, that's fine. Just leave it with God. And then verse 6 is sort of interesting because it starts with the word for, F-O-R. So he's carrying the idea in light of what he just said here about that God is ready to judge. Verse 6, for the gospel has for this purpose been preached even to those who are dead, that though they are judged in the flesh as men, they may live in the spirit according to the will of God. Hmm, that's interesting. Let me read it again. For the gospel has for this purpose been preached, even to those who are dead, that though they are judged in the flesh as men, they may live in the spirit according to the will of God. Several layers of things that can be gleaned from this and can be interpreted from this. But the context is what? Of the dying to the flesh, okay? Of the idea that we're suffering in the flesh, that Christ is suffering in the flesh, that we're no longer to live in the flesh and to do the things that the flesh desires. So what Peter is saying is, you know what? You, you heard the gospel, the good news of the death, burial, and the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. And it was the purpose of this was preached to those who are dead, those that are dead to the things of the Spirit, those that are alive to the evil and to the sin and the activities of the Gentiles, that the word was preached to those, that though they are judged in the flesh as men, that they may live in the Spirit according to the will of God. I think there's two or three things here. One is that uh, the gospel is preached to all. And who knows who it is that the Lord may move upon them and move them from the life of dead sins into the life of the Spirit. Then second of all, those that have moved, those that have repented and confessed and are truly saved, now they and we are what? We're dead to the sin. We're dead to the sin in the flesh. The gospel has preached us where we could be dead to the sin in the flesh. And even though we may be judged in the flesh as men, men may judge us. Guess what? We live in the Spirit according to the will of God. He's letting them know who they are in the Most High. 
He's letting them know the power they have. And what happens? Yeah, the world's going to make fun of you. Okay, Even those that you used to run around with, they're going to malign you. But it's for this reason that the gospel is preached, that we would have a life that is transformed from death into life. Now we have life in the spirit. Though our bodies are dying, you know, this is mentioned in several other places in the scripture, particularly by Paul. Though we are decaying, I love that word he uses in 2 Corinthians. <laughs> he says our bodies are decaying. Though that is happening, we are alive according to the desire and the will of the Most High God. That is true life, folks. Everything else the world pursues is not life, it's hopelessness. But this is the true hope that we have. So, anyway, I'm Dale. Thank you so much for being with me. I'll see you again next time. Goodbye.